This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. How many of y'all remember Schoolhouse Rock? Well, we're going to do a recap. The bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And if they vote for me on Capitol Hill, well, then I'm off to the White House where I'll wait in a line with a lot of other bills for the president to sign. And if he signs me, then I'll be along. All right, bill to law. And we can't forget the happy ending. He signed your bill. Now you're a law. Oh, yes. But is that really where the story ends? Is this the happy ending, truly? Where the real work comes in is after that bill becomes a law. When appropriations get made and that federal bill turns into a dollar bill. And in the case of workforce funding, it makes its way from the Capitol to the Department of Labor, to California, to San Diego, to the San Diego Workforce Partnership, to the job site, and then finally, to a person. A real person, John, that this dollar's trying to help. Now when that dollar gets to John, it proudly says, hey John, I've got a resume workshop for you. And John says, well, that's great, but I'm not sure that's what I need. You see, I just got out of jail last month, and I don't want to go back, and I need a job that not only you know, is a paying job, but I need to cover my rent. I need to cover my expenses, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to need to go back to school and get some additional credentials and training. Can you help me with that? And the dollar bill goes, well, I'm here for resume workshops. That's my job. That's what I can do for you. But really, it's not the dollar's fault. The dollar wants to help. Right? John needs the help. So how can we make it so this federal bill that became a law and then became these great dollars that flow all the way down to San Diego actually are able to help John? And so that was the question that San Diego Workforce Partnership and Third Sector set out to answer three years ago. And our answer was, let's change what dollar bill can pay for to help John. Now, it wasn't easy. It was this idea of, hey, could, could we actually take this prescription that came down from the federal government and make it more flexible to meet John's needs? Could we do that if we also use the data we have to show we're accountable to improving John's life? What would that actually look like? And then how do we put it in writing? Because we all know you get what you pay for, and it's got to be written in that contract. So the Pay for Performance project we worked on with San Diego, Third Sector actually helped go through this performance-driven process with San Diego Workforce Partnerships contracts. And it started with asking a question, how many Johns are there? What do we want to help John with? What do we want to help him achieve? What are those outcome goals? Now, instead of that being resume workshops, the goals were, could we get John not only a job, but to actually increase his wages above minimum wage. Could we get John to be enrolled in continuing education? And could we keep John out of jail? 
Those were the goals that San Diego really wanted to measure and track and to encourage providers to do and achieve for John and others. And so those were the goals. And we then looked at the data and partnered with service providers, with probation, other county departments to make sure we had that information to know whether or not we were actually improving John's life in this contract. And then San Diego had to decide, well, what are the incentives? What are the incentives for the service provider to actually move the needle on those outcomes? And how can we reward providers who are moving the needle not just on delivering the critical activities like resume workshops, but actually achieving those goals and those end outcomes that we want for John? And so we decided to write in bonus payments as well into that contract for those outcomes of increased wages, increased education, and reduced recidivism over time. And it took a lot of work, and it seems like bureaucratic work, to actually rewrite those contracts. And so you might wonder, well, is it worth it? Is it worth it? What really happened on the ground after all of that? Well, the result of launching this pay-for-performance project was that instead of the service provider tracking their transport receipts and logging every hour that an individual like John spent in a resume workshop, they were able to innovate with their intervention. They were able to provide trauma-informed case management for John and others like him. They were able to directly work and connect them and pay for connections into the education system. And most importantly, they were able to find an adult that would wake up every day and care about what John was doing and whether or not he was making progress. So when I think about is it worth it to go through that system change work with the money, yeah. Because the real happy ending here is not that the bill becomes a law, but that John is on a pathway to thriving. Now, the other piece of the story is that San Diego is only one of two counties in the country. The Workforce Board is one of two workforce boards in the United States that is currently taking this pay-for-performance approach. There's about a billion dollars in workforce money that comes down every year from the feds to states to local workforce boards. And the vast majority of that billion is still being spent on activities and workshops that may or may not be actually helping people like John. And that's just how the system works right now. You've got that workforce silo that's pretty prescriptive with the workforce funding, which we've heard about. You've got health care funding that might fund some mental health for individuals that need it. You have housing funding that's completely separate. And it's all siloed because every time we write a bill, it's for that particular agency to deliver out that particular set of activities. And it ignores there's a human in there that you're slicing and dicing and leaving gaps and not able to actually meet the needs of the community. So what Third Sector does and what we did in San Diego is we're trying to move those dollars from here's what I can do dollars coming down from the feds to how can I help dollars? We're trying to move into a place where you can have a more holistic braiding of funding that may originate from silos at the top, but man, when it gets down to the community where the money meets the people, we need to figure out new ways to braid that funding together to meet the whole needs of those individuals in the community. Because if we don't, then we're leaving money on the table, big time. And so what Third Sector has done 
Uh, we've been around for about eight years, and we've been trying to build this movement and this story with communities like San Diego to show that another way is possible. We don't need to follow this prescriptive bill becoming law and going down to that federal funding all the way to the local level. Because of advances that we have in data infrastructure and analysis, we can actually hold local communities accountable to the goals you want to achieve with that federal funding, but give them flexibility to innovate and do what it takes based on the local context at the ground. And so while we partner deeply with counties and states and, and increasingly the federal government that's interested in this approach, what's most important and where the real work happens is here. Because it's here where you have folks like the Workforce Partnership that say, hey, wait a minute, we know we got that prescription, but that's not what John needs. Let's flip this. What can we do for John? And how can we work now with the state, with the feds, to make sure that we have the flexibility to do that? And most importantly, it's here where young people like John and where families are experiencing these systems. And it's here where you have an opportunity to show that they can actually deliver results for what they need. And so we've been uh, excited and proud to move $365 million so far in this way, in this country, to try to show that it's possible. A different way of funding the system is possible. But we've got a long way to go. There's been about a billion dollars that's moved to outcomes in this way that's accountable and flexible and human-centered. But every year in this country, there is at least a trillion dollars that goes out the door for health care, for housing, child welfare, human services. And it's an enormous opportunity. Whether you're a local government or whether you're a service provider, every public dollar that you receive is truly an opportunity to align those resources with measurable results for communities in need. We owe it to those communities to do that. And so what I leave you with is this. Let's work, continue to work in San Diego, what I call community up and federal down, to really empower the workforce partnership, others outside of workforce. It's not just workforce funding, child welfare, housing, healthcare, to embrace this accountability, but innovative and flexible approach for funding that's on the ground. Let's tell this story. You guys have already done this. You're so far ahead of the rest of the country. Tell the story to the federal level about how you don't need more prescriptions in silos. You can start the funding up at the top, but once it gets down to San Diego, let's start with the people first and what their needs are and turn those dollars into how can I help dollars that are accountable versus here's what I can do dollars. And I think if you all can do those two things in San Diego and if other communities can do this around the country, that we will have a real shot at ensuring that this trillion dollars that goes out the door every year can actually make a difference in the lives of people in this country. Thank you.